0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Tent and Event Rental Industry Podcast. This is your host, Paul Spatola from Rochester, New York, and today I want to spend some time digging into my thoughts on your advertising, marketing, and social media strategies. We'll just say advertising, marketing, and social media. <laughs> I want to let you know that this is actually not an area of strength, but today's podcast is geared towards, or is really more of a reinforcement of, general ideas to keep your mind active while you move forward with plotting out your business. So first of all, I want to uh, let you know that I am not a fan of spending any money on advertising or marketing in the traditional sense, okay? I mean to say, I don't like paying to advertise in a magazine, a local business journal, on the radio, or using TV advertising, okay? So when I say not spending any money on advertising or marketing, that's what I'm referring to. I will start by offering the places that I do like spending my money for these areas. First of all, your website. I'll dig into that a little bit later in the podcast. Second, I like paying to have your logo created from a graphic designer or a brand ambassador. And third, swag for your team or labeling for your delivery uh, items or vehicles. As a side note, paid partnerships for advertising or subscriptions in certain instances when I say partnership, I mean it's mutually beneficial with one of those, aver- with one of those organizations like the radio station, the, the TV station, a business journal. I'm okay with that only if that particular organization will use you for your services, right? Like they'll pay you or it's a fair trade. The only way I personally like this is if the company you're buying that advertising or marketing space from actually uses your rental. So as an example, if it's a 50-50 trade for a product and service, I don't actually like this idea because you're probably not profiting higher than 30% on your margins on any given rental. So in this kind of circumstance, you're just blanketing your advertising costs and you're really merging that with your labor costs. So to me, a 50-50 trade, it's really got to really be high reaching and there's got to be a lot that's coming out of that 50-50. That said, if you believe this works for you, then I want you to do it. Only because I can't say what your business offers and I can't say what those advertising folks are offering to you. I'm not in that room. I'm not in that sales call. So if it's if you believe it's going to work for you and you want to try it, sure. I just don't want you to spend any money on any of that because I don't want to spend any money on any of that. Uh, really, here's my thought. So let's start here. Let's Let's start with building a very simple website with a free website builder. Go on Google or Ying uh, Bing or Yahoo, you know, whatever search engine you prefer to search with and look for a free website builder. Although I work for a tech business, my technical skills are generally very poor when compared to other folks my age and especially within the tech industry, okay? So that being said, when I jumped on Google, I I chose one of the first options. It was Wix.com. First of all, this is not an advertisement for them. It's just the first one I chose off of Google and then I jumped into it, okay? I used Wix.com to test to see just how easy it would be for me to build my own website. Here's a quick recap. It took me less than two hours to build a general site. I intended to make it a simple and easy-to-navigate website that had all the information I personally thought it needed. I used the idea that I wanted to push the prospect clients to engage with me on the phone or via email because I believe that's my greatest skill set, where I get to create those relationships, I get to engage with individuals, and uh, honestly, in a small way, I have I think a pretty natural sales ability so it's it 's something that I needed them to do. I drove folks to contact me it 's easy for me because i 'm passionate about the rental in- rental industry so naturally, I want folks to call me and talk to me now, going back to the website, it took about two hours from start to finish, and although <laughs> it should have been shorter. I started to get too excited. I actually started building the website way larger than the website needed to be. So I took it too far. Uh, You know, it took it too far for the purpose of the exercise. So that's my fault. I started to get careless with my time. Here was the basic premise or idea of the website. There were four main pages. There was an about section, a contact me slash contact information. There was a services that we offered and a frequently asked questions section. Within the services section, I simply pasted three photos that were embedded to take the prospect to a different page that had further information. One picture was a 20 by 40 pole tent. It was taken from when I was working for my father. I had it saved on a computer. Uh, The second picture was a a tent set up, it was a, a frame tent in this case, but it was set up with eight foot banquet tables, linens, and white poly chairs. I labeled that one tables and chairs. And finally, a third picture of a custom built bar that one of my buddies built And I just took that picture, I put it in there, and I I titled that one Additional Rental Options. Okay, so this is kind of from that services. From within each one of those three sections, the tent, the tables and chairs, and the additional rental items, I wrote a very brief description of each. The tent section was to include the variety of tent sizes and styles that I offered, how many folks could sit in each style of, of tent with which kind of table, so there was kind of a bit there, The tables and chairs was briefer. It discussed the variety of size tables I had, which in this instance were six-foot banquet tables, eight-foot banquet tables, 60-inch round tables, and bistro tables. It also, of course, told everyone that I use white folding chairs. And then the additional rental items included a brief talking point about lighting, sidewalls and why they should rent them, generators, the custom-made bar that was kind of that intro picture, and then linens. All of these included the same written message at the bottom, which was an encouragement or a call out to have those prospects contact us with their questions. And then if we couldn't accomplish what they were looking for, we would make an appropriate suggestion to work with one of our competitors. This goes back to what we've talked about on previous podcasts, where you want to make relationships with those vendors. You want to make relationships with those competitors, the Frequently Asked Questions section was just that. There was 10 simple questions and answers that I think were you know most frequently asked questions. And the About section was you know a two-page, uh, excuse me, a two-paragraph write-up of my dreams, my aspirations to be out on my own as a small business owner, taking my passion for the rental industry to a new level by offering tents, tables and chairs, and of course more for any small event, whether that be a small table and chair rental order for additional seating, Whether it's a backyard barbecue, it's a graduation party, or even a small wedding, right? So you can kind of get where I was going with the website. Now, of course, this was all a personal test to see how challenging it would be to get the site set up to make it well informed, make it clean and easy to navigate, and make it kind of a forum that pushed individuals to contact me. All this said, if you want to spend Uh, If you want to create a budget, you want to spend any money on your advertising, your social media, I think this is probably one of the only places that I would, again, a personal opinion, this is one of the only places where I would really spend my money. Uh, Of course, I started with that at the beginning of the podcast, but here's the real reason. Folks are typing into Google, Bing, Yahoo, whatever. They're typing in looking for keywords. They're using what's called SEO, search engine optimization. If you're building the website yourself, that SEO, which of course tracks those keywords and phrases, those keywords and phrases might not get embedded well enough to drive prospects to your website. If you want to get those folks to your website to rent a tent, the basic premise here is you're going to want to try to get the word tent or tent rental on your website as much as you possibly can so that when they search for it online, it's going to drive them to your website. Okay, You might unintentionally, you might miss the mark if you build this website yourself and as such i'm going to offer some other suggestions to help drive your prospects to your website without spending the money on building it but again this is one of the few areas that i would i would actually spend some money you know building the website okay so here are those other suggestions to help drive your prospects to your website do yourself a favor get as many pictures as you can from all of the work that you and your teams are doing i want you to document 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 and then I want you to turn that around and I want you to provide that out on the social media, you know, stratosphere as content. These pictures will be a tremendous asset because what's more important than your website, your social media. And it's more important because it becomes content. If you're documenting and then you're providing that content, as I've said now several times, you're going to drive engagement. If you're actively taking photos of you and your team, if you're capturing the journey of starting off small in your backyard shed and then to your garage and then to your warehouse, then taking that a step further and engaging with folks on your social media streams, you're going to form an immediate, and in my mind, as an important factor, a a free marketing and advertising stream. Because, You're not paying for it. You're just simply talking to people and then they're having a positive experience. You're providing content. You're providing a story. You're engaging. Now they're involved. Now they're paying attention. Now they're talking about it, right? So if you're not on Facebook or Instagram, honestly, even Snapchat, if you're not following some kind of Pinterest board and if you haven't registered your business for Yelp, you're hurting yourself, okay? There are tons of people in your life that can help you utilize these free media resources from your family, your friends, maybe some of your coworkers if this is part-time. If you don't believe that this is where your skills are well-suited, contact those people, engage them, get them to help you. Your Facebook page is arguably the most important of these media streams, and here's why. You can communicate in multiple ways through Facebook, okay? You've got the main page, right, which is going to have your photos. It's going to have an about section. It's going to have a brief description of your products and services. It might even have some of your pricing if you decide to do that. It's going to have your business information and more. So that's a first piece. Then you can communicate with your posts, right? Remember, you need to engage your clients and prospects. And then, of course, Messenger, What's more than that, though, you can link your website and your Instagram and other social media streams together to create a user interface that shows your prospects and current clients alike what you can and want to accomplish with your business. The other reason I love Facebook as a primary source here, arguably the most important, is you can easily encourage your clients to review you. Since I don't want you to pay for your marketing and advertising, make sure you're providing content make sure you're tagging and you can do that by tagging your team members. You can tag your excuse me, you can tag your vendors. You can tag your you can tag your clients. You know, but at the end of the day, you just need to make sure you're engaging with the folks who are responding. If they're writing on your on your wall, if they're, you know, commenting on your post, you have to engage, you have to write tag and respond, okay? It's critical. Furthermore, and as I've stated in previous podcasts, you can use your Instagram and Facebook for more Uh, of the fun aspects of your job, right? If you're documenting the events themselves, that's, that's wonderful. But if you're documenting the hard work, the play, the rain that you're experiencing, the sunshine, the mud, that new swag or new equipment you're getting, people are going to engage with the story, not necessarily on like literally engage with you, but they're gonna be engaging with your story. Keeping up with the paying for the marketing and advertising with swag, if you're buying new shirts and hats and hoodies, et cetera, with the logo, that you paid a brand marketing consultant or a graphic designer to make, you can tag them and help their business, right? So now it's like servant leadership in a way. Plus, you can show off where everyone can see your sleek new logo and how it looks on you, how it looks on your teams, it looks on your trucks, and maybe even your family members. Remember, think about that baby in a onesie, or if you get like a handkerchief made, and you put that around your dog like those are crazy photo ops that you can use on Instagram and Facebook that are just simply going to help people engage they're going to they're going to love it this is like a hearts and minds kind of tactic it's not a trick it's a purposeful communication to all that you and your uh, t- to show everyone what you and your business are doing it's you opening yourself and your business up to the world i can assure you people will love to watch you go through these ups and downs They're going to love to see the, of course, the work that you're performing because they want to vet you, but they're going to also be laughing with you. They're going to be kind of like hurting with you when you have some tough days. They're going to show you support and it's because you're showing your human side. Try all of this for like three to six months, nine months. If it doesn't work, of course, you can always spend money, but try this first. As far as free advertising and marketing, here's another way to help bolster, you know, the idea, right? Not paying for it. We spoke about saving draft emails with pre-worded responses as a sales tactic, right? Use that same concept with your marketing and advertising. I want you to write two draft emails. Your first draft email should be a recap and review of your client's event. I want you to ask three or four basic questions like, what was the quality of the equipment? What was their overall experience? Would they consider renting again? And would they refer your business to a family member or friend? Lastly, would they mind sharing their experience? If they say yes to a few of these or all or most, use a second drafted email that includes links to your Google page, Yelp, and Facebook. Ask your clients, and especially the ones that had successful events, to review your pages. Ask for a five star review. Ask for a review. You're a small business, and mostly every single person in America or anywhere really they like the little guy if you continue to do this your online presence will build itself organically or we'll say like quasi organically because you're you're behind the scenes pushing that forward with content and engagement and a call to action so it's organic but you know you're you're kind of fostering it doing this will be so much more valuable than spending hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars on traditional marketing and advertising strategies because your prospects will be reading those reviews They'll be looking at your Facebook and your Instagram for the content, for the work that you're performing and what kind of individual you and your business are. They're gonna see those five stars and they're gonna immediately start building a trust factor to your business. Just be sure you're also developing your inside sales strategy and keeping your operational awareness at an all-time high because if you deploy this, I'm pretty confident it's gonna work and those five-star reviews on Google and Yelp and Facebook, they're gonna increase traffic which is gonna increase email and phone conversation and Facebook Messenger and Yelp traffic, okay? So just make sure you're keeping an eye on those things. With Facebook Messenger and with Yelp, I also wanna encourage you to set up notifications on those apps through your phone. Your response times on Facebook Messenger and on Yelp, they're measured and they're displayed to those folks that are contacting you. So you wanna set up a pre-written auto-response for, let's say, your off hours and your out-of-office times. These are crucial little things you can do to keep your response times high, again, both on Facebook Messenger and Yelp, because clients can see what those typical response times are, and nobody wants to wait to have their questions answered. You don't, I don't, they don't. If you have that pre-written response, at least the client is getting engaged with you and expects that you or somebody will return a response to them for their question. Also, kind of off the business side of this, it's important to keep your boundaries clear with the clients because you might not want to be responding to clients at all hours of the day. And honestly, you might need to keep your distance in the event that you need to focus your attention on something that's attention on something that's more urgent and honestly, more importantly, to provide a level of separation from the business for you and your family and your friends, right? You need to kind of consider If you're going to take this route, it's going to bolster your sales, it's going to bolster everything, so you're going to be busier, so you need to have that separation to help you maintain a solid work-life balance, especially to spend that quality time with your spouse, with your children, with your family, with your friends. Now, I want to jump back to two areas that I've briefly mentioned and discussed here and on previous podcasts, and that's Pinterest and the concept of a blog, I can assure you the Pinterest portion is where I am the weakest, but the blog is something that can be tied directly to the idea of documenting and providing content on Facebook and Instagram. If you spend a few minutes coordinating your photos on both of those platforms and then tie it together with a blog, right, like you're telling your company's story, you can gain some pretty serious traction with your audience. And the audience in this case is your prospects and your current clients. The blog can be a continuous story about your business. And if you do your research and continue growing, you may find this as a unique opportunity to introduce market trends and a way to subtly introduce your new products and services or at least float the idea that you're gonna intend on offering these things, right? So here comes the Pinterest bit. Use the blog as a way to drive your clients, prospects and vendors to your Pinterest page. I don't personally have an eye for decor, And admittedly, I don't keep on top of trends. So if you, the listener, have decided to push into any form of specialty rentals, that could be chairs like Shivari chairs, Crossback, or X-Back chairs. We're talking about custom lighting, something that you're building yourself, or even just kind of basic stuff, regular lanterns, uplighting, sailcloth tents, custom-made bars, wine and whiskey barrels. Maybe you're getting into farm tables. You're going to start to do basic china and glassware. Maybe you want to really tag in those, those florists and you're looking at these amazing floral arrangements that are being put on tables or they're hanging from the tent tops with, you know, or they're kind of embedded with a, a homemade wedding arch made out of reclaimed wood. Pinterest needs to be your home. Okay, Use Facebook and Instagram and now your blog to drive folks to your Pinterest board. That's gonna drive their desire for creativity and it's gonna push your business into a completely different stratosphere. The platform can help you transform the style of work that you perform, right? Because you can find your own inspirations using Pinterest. You can seek the advice or counsel from vendors in the same exact way. If you're gonna get into the wedding side of the business, if you're not there, you gotta, you gotta be on Pinterest, right? If you create that Pinterest board, you open up your business to incredible creativity and engagement from your clients and vendors alike. Right, your florists, the caterers, the DJs, the wedding planners, the event planners. If you show, excuse me, if you show your engagement within the realm of Pinterest, you're going to build followership, and you're likely going to take your personal creative vision, and now, the business's creative vision. And you're going to show that your business is agile. You're going to show that you have a variety of service and product offerings, and that's going to take your business to a new level. So, again, if I did this full time. I would definitely convince my wife to spend all of her effort handling the social media, the blog, the Pinterest, because she has a stunning ability to find and optimize those trends and then organize them in real life. That's just not something that I can do. So if you have that, if that's where you want to go, don't sleep on Pinterest. Don't sleep on the concept of a blog. Lastly, I wanted to end with one of the areas I would personally like to spend my money on in the advertising and marketing space this is really one of the, this is the last of the three areas, and that's, that's branding. From my experience, branding can be a pretty expensive, although expensive is kind of a relative term, uh, it, it can be a pretty expensive piece of your business, right? So if I did this again, I would start and end with a graphic designer to help build me a sleek, clean, and ultra contemporary logo for my business. That's just how I want it, Okay. I would take that logo and I would blast it all over my website, all over Facebook and Instagram. I would be spending my personal money if I did this again on t-shirts and long sleeve tees and sweatshirts and hats and patches for jackets, stickers for Nalgene bottles. You know, I, I, this is this is what I would do. I every new hire would get three new t-shirts, one long sleeve t-shirt, one sweatshirt, Maybe I would give them a hatch, a hat, depending on the the time of year. If they end up becoming a full time person, I'd give them a patch for their backpack or their jacket. I would buy them that Nalgene bottle, and I would put that logo on the Nalgene bottle. And of course, I'm putting this on our trucks, right? That's just me with that vision of hey, every new hire gets these three shirts: this this long sleeve, this hoodie, this this Nalgene. So it's they're they're getting blasted, the employee is getting blasted with, this is what we're doing. This is the business. We're going to go out there and we're going to go get some. That same logo, right? I would turn that into a fire brand and I would use that and I would burn your company logo or mark onto each one of your tables, okay? If you're using the block and roll system for your frame tents or even your water barrels, You can turn the same logo into a stencil, which would get spray painted onto each one of the four corners of your block and roll ballast or on your water barrels. I would get 500 small stickers, and I would post them on the back of every single one of your chairs. And I know this is a huge pain in the ass, but everyone will know whose chair it is, including your competitors. You can and you should have that same logo crafted into a translucent sticker, which is like a laminate sticker, and you put that into the corner of each one of your tents. So every tent on each one of the corners has your logo. Or if it's a larger tent, like a 30 by 60, you put those on the mid sections, including, uh, you put them on the mid sections of, of every piece of your tent, and you put that next to like where the tent size is. So like when your crew is opening up the tent, they can see, the, oh, this is a 20 by 40. You know, obviously they're gonna see your logo, but they know well, this, is, this is a 20 by 40. It's the Eureka Elite 20 by 40. Really where I mean to go with this is that when folks walk into your tent, they can set, they can see who set this bad boy up, right? Because your logo is on the chairs, your logo is on the tent top. You put this on each one of your sidewall panels. This graphic designer or the brand strategist can help make that logo, and from there, you can spend the money, I would spend the money on these little add-on pieces to help maintain that brand brand awareness anywhere you or your crews go. And in these examples, where your equipment goes. If you have two people in the office, get two mouse pads made with your logo so they can, they can really see how far and how immersed in this assertive nature your idea is to build and craft a better rental business. These little things, the T-shirts, the Nalgene bottles, the translucent sticker that goes in every one of the corners of your tent, the teeny little stickers that go on the back of your chairs, the firebrand that you, you, know, you literally burn at, under the bottom of your tables, That's how you build your brand awareness, and it all started with paying that one graphic designer, that one brand ambassador, to make you that logo, okay? Now, as a recap, this podcast is really only touching on the outside concepts of what you can do to avoid spending your money on traditional advertising and marketing, and by doing, excuse me, by using social media and engagement to drive your bottom line. I thought long and hard about making this a much further in-depth podcast, but ultimately I decided I needed to call a professional to give me and to give all of us, the listeners, a much better insight than really what I can provide. So I wanted to end this segment by letting you know I intend on interviewing a friend of mine who's a public relations consultant. Uh, I I contacted him and I said, hey, listen, you know, I've, I've started this podcast. He's listened to a few And I said, this is what you do full time. This is what you spend all of your money on. You know, can I interview you so that I can bring your insight about this really, really important topic to, you know, the folks that listen? Obviously, he agreed, which is great. So we're kind of in the process of getting that started. Uh, And honestly, I just I feel like although he works out of industry, I'm very confident he'll offer some remarkable thoughts and suggestions and really provoke further creativity and thought for all of your business needs. And uh, and of course, I'll have some of that coming up soon. So uh, I wanted to, to end with, thank you so much for listening. This is the 12th podcast. Uh, as always, I appreciate the time you're giving to me to listen to this. And if you'd like to chat, please contact me. My email is pspats44 at gmail, which is P like Paul, S like Sam, P like Paul, A like Apple, T like Tom, S like Sam, 44 at gmail.com. I want your thoughts. I want your ideas. I want your stories. I want to know what makes your business a success. I want to know some of the areas of opportunity that you see for your business and even for the industry itself. Of course, if you'd like to come on this podcast and share your story with the rest of the tent and event rental industry world, contact me. As always, this is your host, Paul Spatola. This is the Tent and Event Rental Industry Podcast.